Hello, 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 and welcome back to the We Don't Want a Podcast. This is a show where two certified dipshits make uncertified takes about your favorite series. We are your hosts. I am Zach, and joining me as always, he wants to know which one of you filthy common shit his pants. It is Scotty fucking Westside. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, how dare you guys shit my pants, all right? Like, that's just so not cool. Yeah, not uh, tight. Not co- <laughs> not tight. Not cool. Uh, when he when Tormund said that, because I'd completely forgotten about this line, it immediately uh-huh. reminded me, of course, of your recent meme that has caught fire amongst <laughs> our friend group. <laughs> That uh, fucking meme that was unrelated, but the same line, basically, right? Yeah, as, as I recall. Yeah, basically. Yeah, which one of you coward shit my pants? Yeah, yeah, very. Sure, very shit myself. I think is the meme, yeah, yeah. but something yeah. like that. It's, it's very great. good stuff. I love it. Yeah, how you doing, man? Uh, I am good. Um, you know, oh, are just, you now? Just yeah, just chilling, hanging out. Uh, I did start a new show this week. Oh, that I was okay. going to give a shout out to because I'm enjoying it quite a bit. Uh, and I think for you and our audience, it, it might be of some interest. Uh, okay. It's an anime. It's uh, fantasy, though, uh, which Wait, we love here. Tell me it's that mash one. Mash one? Mashal? No. Oh, I have no okay. idea what you're okay, talking well, about. I, I wanted to talk to you about this. Okay. All right. Well, you're next, pal. It's my turn. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, True. this is called uh, Freerin. And um, Beyond Journey's End, I think, is is the, the extra tagline. And it's it's kind of an interesting and fun take on fantasy that I personally have never seen before. It's basically, it starts at like the end of the hero's journey like oh okay the very first episode is the like party of heroes returning from killing the demon king and like the show is then about one of them is this elf mage and kind of like how then she deals with uh you know the rest of her comrades getting old i already love this i I pulled it up by the way (laughs) Did you? Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at uh loosely like what what it's about. This sounds awesome. It's it's a very like unique fun take. It's just like she, you know, obviously views time and the time that they spent together very differently because she's an elf. It's like a drop in the bucket for her. Mm-hmm. Uh it's just a very kind of fun, unique take. It's a very chill, kind of laid back show, but I'm really really enjoying it. And I know obviously we do a lot of fantasy stuff here on the pod. Uh, so I, if, if people are interested, I think they should check it out. Freerin, F-R-I-E-R-E-N, I think. It's, it's the name uh, of the main character, so. E-N, you're right. Yeah. Freerin Beyond Journey's End. Yes. Uh, Basically, like, yeah, imagine, cool. imagine if, like, an entire show was about, like, the end of Return of the King, you know? Like, <laughs> they kind of touch on some of those themes, like, returning to the life you left behind, uh, at the very end of Return of the King, very briefly, uh, but that's kind of what this entire show is, and it's it's an interesting take. So I'm gotcha. having fun with it. Um, 
So what's this I'll, mashup? I'll have to I'll have to check it out to, to check it out because that does sound cool. And it seems like correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like a lot of it is also reminiscing. So you get some of the cool battle stuff like yes. through flashbacks and For stuff. Sure. Yes, a lot a lot of flashbacks. A lot of flashbacks. That's, lot of cool, flashbacks. Man. That's yes. so cool. Cool format. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I have not started watching this, but it was recommended by our dear friend Steven, who uh did uh who has helped with many pieces of oh, the right. we, yeah. we don't want to podcast artwork and um you know shirt designs and stuff like that um and just an old childhood friend one of my best friends he uh has been talking to me about this anime and i'm curious if any of our listeners are into this because it is kind of a targeted audience called mashal magic and muscles um I have so not heard this, of this. This is apparently it's on it's on Crunchy. Okay. Uh this is apparently a Harry Potter spoof. Oh. Anime. And the the joke is instead like so the idea or the premise, the elevator pitch, if you will, is in this world, people who use magic reign supreme. And if you don't use magic, if you don't have the capability of uh, using magic like you're basically like the lowest of low mm-hmm. and shunned and even in some cases hunted oh, okay um well there is this person who is basically the one punch man of this world okay um who is so incredibly physically strong has zero magical powers but uh but because of his extreme strength has been accepted into, for all intents and purposes, Hogwarts. I mean, okay. it is literally a carbon copy of Hogwarts. Okay. Um, and he gets by by just being powerful, by being strong. So <laughs> the best example... so dumb. It's so funny. The best example is they're out playing Quidditch. They're out playing, you know, flying their brooms. Uh-huh. He can't fly because he's not magic, uh-huh. but he can run so fast that he basically is oh able to fly God. through it. It's, it's just a joke. It's a spoof right. anime. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a gag. Uh, and, it's a gag. And I fucking love the sound of this, so I'm probably gonna I'm probably okay. gonna turn this on very soon. Listen. It's it's one season, I think it's twelve episodes. Uh and I I need to watch this. It's it just seems so targeted. Like all of our listeners yeah, should watch for this sure. shit. <laughs> that's 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 a you and our listeners thing for sure. Uh yeah, not Freerian a you thing? What are you talking about? Come on. Definitely not me, yeah. Uh Freerian is still currently airing its first season. I think seven episodes are out. One more thing I almost forgot to mention, and I know you'll love this, Zach. Uh-huh. Uh I don't think we've talked about this on the pod yet, but uh another huge win for Freerian is it has a Yawasabi banger Ooh. as the opening. Another Ooh. banger from them. Shocking, I know. They don't put anything out other nah, than bangers. True, it's nothing not but surprised. bangers. So, anyway. Nothing but bangers. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's about all that I've been up to. Just kind of chilling, hanging out, watching some shit. Cool. Doing some Game of Thrones. Nice. I've got, I've got two very quick updates that I want to share with everybody, and then we can hop into the episode. Uh, the first one is is more of just a funny story. Uh, so today, Amanda and I... Um, <laughs> it's the most out-of-pocket story. <laughs> I can't wait. So today, Amanda and I woke up, and we're like, hey, uh, Murphy, our new puppy, mm-hmm. uh, or new-ish puppy, we've had her for a few months now, um, is... Uh, now like a couple weeks past her last, uh, parvo vaccination. So it's okay to, for us to be like, go 
you know, like taking her, uh, like out into more public places sure. and socializing her and stuff. So we're like, Hey, we really want to make sure that she's comfortable and maybe a little desensitized to being out in like loud places. So we, we want to start taking her out more often. So sure. we said, all right, let's go grab some brunch. Uh, we went to uh, a very cool brunch spot called Holdout. Um, I'm shocked to hear you eating anything other than fried egg over rice for, for breakfast slash brunch, <laughs> oh, honestly. Well, you know me too well. Uh, <laughs> so we go we go out to this nice, like, it's like, a, well, not, not I mean, it's, it's not like a fancy place. It's just like a cool, trendy sure. place with like... Good cocktails, great coffee, good brunch food. Mimosas. Mimosas, sangria. Um, yeah, great stuff. Anyway. God, mimosas are so good. Goaded. And we're there for maybe, you know, maybe two hours in total. And towards the end of our our hangout sesh there with Murph, I'm like, hey, I'm going to run inside and order a coffee to go. Um, do you want anything? Amanda's like, no, go ahead and close out. So I run inside. I order my coffee. And there's this guy standing next to me who is a pretty handsome guy. <laughs> just let me just let me just say that. Pretty good-looking motherfucker. Okay. Very fashionable, and I'm like this guy looks really fucking familiar. Uh, I don't say anything. He's also very nice like he's letting people step in front of him and like order and whatever. And uh so I get up there and I order a coffee and I'm like, dude, I feel like I know who this motherfucker is or who he really looks like, but I wasn't a hundred percent sure. So okay. I walk outside, I sit down with Amanda and I'm like, Amanda, there is a guy inside who looks eerily similar to Joe Jonas. <laughs> no fucking shot. I swear to God. And she's like, okay. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, this guy, like, I'm not saying it's Joe Jonas, but if this guy came outside and said, hey, everybody, I'm Joe Jonas, nobody would question it. Like, he really looks like Joe Jonas. Okay. She's like, okay, well, I'll have to see. Resident Joe Jonas expert. Yeah, 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 definitely. Uh, so this dude's like, he's like hanging with like a friend, I guess. And so the friend is outside sitting at a table, one table away from us. Mm-hmm. And he's got two beers in front of him, and uh, possibly yes or no, Joe Jonas is not out there with him. I think he went to the restroom or something. Uh, TBD, Joe Jonas. TBD, Joe Jonas. Uh, finally, I see him walking through the building, and he's about to come outside, and I'm like, Amanda, Amanda, look. Like, it's it's that fucker. Amanda turns around and looks at this guy, and slow turns back to me. Like, like she like looks at him, and she's like... <laughs> Zachary, that's just Joe Jonas. That's oh my Joe God, Jonas. it's Joe Jonas. <laughs> I <laughs> well, can literally I, see Amanda she, doing she this. She wasn't like freaking out, but she was like, no, that's 100%. That's just Joe Jonas right there. Okay. And we're like, well, fuck. Okay. I mean, cool. Was, like, was that's, anyone else like freaking out or looking uh, and everybody, staring? Everybody was like basically doing what we were doing. Okay. Uh, like looking nobody was like fangirling thankfully um but yeah dude was just like hanging out having a beer with his friend we looked it up they're playing here tomorrow so it makes so sense it's more than likely actual the real it joe is, jonas so i took some pictures of amanda of amanda with murphy 
of with course. Joe Jonas yeah. in the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I will post those. The, the Murphy pick, classic. Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Classic. Classic. Yeah, it's very, tactic. very funny. Um, such a weird, just that was a thing. I guess he's a lot shorter than I expected. Oh, typical, and, typical celebrity thing. Yeah. Like, oh, they're just shorter than I expected. He's like he's pretty small, dude. He's a pretty mm. small guy. <laughs> And then uh, also being the person is, that I am not knowing anything about anything, I, I, I could not pick Joe Jonas out of a police lineup at all. That's fair. I have that's no fair. idea what this fucker looks like. Uh, and because this is a public platform uh, and there are some recent things about Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner, I'm not a Joe Jonas fan. We're not like into this fucker. Uh, but it was just a unique experience. Mm. I kind of think he's a questionable person. Okay. Um, him and Sophie Turner are getting, or are in the middle of a divorce. I don't know if you heard that. I didn't know they were married, to be honest. They're married and they have two kids, dude. What the fuck? Yeah, Yeah, listen, I don't, obviously I don't subscribe to like celebrity magazine. That's fair. That's, that's totally fair. I mean, you, you call social media, the social media, the social medias. Yeah. The the uh, Twitters and the Instagrams. Yeah. So I, I get it, but yeah, just a, just a strange experience. That was just a, yeah. Wild. Fun times. I bet. Listen, if Joe, Joe, what I'm legitimately more interested in is you're telling the story is like. I'm like, boy, if Joe Jonas is going there, I bet this brunch place rules like that. that <laughs> I bet that food is so good. You know, That's I'm going to be I'm honest, man. About. The brunch is pretty solid. It's nothing like out of this world. but It's not fried what, egg over rice. I mean, it's not fried egg over okay. rice. Uh, okay. yeah, but yeah. the cocktails are are fantastic. All right. Yeah. Fair um, enough. Fair enough. Second thing I wanted to mention, this is just a, we're, we're going to start doing this up at the top of the episodes. We just want to remind you guys that we are nearing the end of Game of Thrones. Uh, so we've only got a couple episodes left, literally a couple episodes left true. before we finish true, true, true. the series. And if you have followed us since the Harry Potter time, uh, you know that at the end of a series, we want to talk about it. Um, and we want to talk about it with you. So if you can, uh, please... Be sure to shoot us a message, shoot us an email, interact with us in some way, shape, or form to let us know your thoughts, hot takes, or maybe call us out on our bullshit for some stuff. Uh, we will address impossible it. Impossible we'll, on that one. Yeah, impossible. Give it your best shot. We'll give you guys, you know, we'll give you guys the opportunity, I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah, we want to do a fun thing. We, we've, been, we've been deep diving into every single episode, and Scott and I, look, I'm just going to level with you guys. We just kind of want to hang out and talk mm-hmm. and just like shoot the shit. So really do the thing. Let us know your thoughts, your hot takes, call us out, whatever you want to do. Tell us how awesome we are or how bad we suck. Uh, and we might address it or talk about it on uh, on the podcast. Uh, and Hell if you yeah. don't know where to do that, if you're new here, you can hit the subscribe button on YouTube or you can follow us on Twitter or Instagram at we don't want a pod. Uh, and that's that's all I've got. Uh, I am ready to talk about this episode, Scott. Let's friggin' do it. Uh, do I'm starting, correct? This is season eight, episode four, The Last of the Starks, which before we jump in, baller title. Love the title of this episode. Very ominous it, yeah. title. Like, but it definitely makes you go, mm, what's going on here? It go It goes hard. Uh, yeah. probably just Good because title. it reminds me of the last of the Mohicans, which is a goaded movie. But anyway, goaded dude. Uh, we begin our episode with a farewell to our fallen friends. 
John delivers a strong speech and their dead are burned. During the feast, Danny names Gendry Lord of Storm's End and legitimizes him. And Jamie and Brienne share a drink. Share a few drinks, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Sansa has some vicious eyes at Danny, while Jamie, Brienne, Jamie, and Paul. Wait, what? <laughs> Who's Jamie's that so hot, he takes up two spots. <laughs> he does take uh, up two Jamie, spots. Jamie, Brienne, Jamie, and Pod. I don't understand this sentence. Tension, envy, and fear fill Danny's head as she watches John be celebrated and sees the love and adoration she's always wanted. She leaves the feast. The Hound and Sansa have a great reunion as the party rages on. Arya breaks Gendry's heart, and Brienne and Jamie have the most awkward pillow talk. True. Danny confesses her jealousy and insecurity about John's leadership as she poses John with an ultimatum. Tell no one or else. Tensions flare at the War Council as battle preparations are being made to march south and challenge Cersei. John, Arya, Sansa, and Bran have a family reunion in the Godswood where John and Bran tell them of John's true lineage. Is that Bronze music I hear? I probably should have moved I my think mic that's Bronze. That. Yeah, I know, right? Dude, you're peeking so bad. <laughs> uh that is indeed bronze music our one true love of the show i have many true loves let's be real uh makes an appearance cracks some jokes makes some threats and walks out being the de facto lord of highgarden what a guy sansa and Tyrion have a conversation and sansa is basically like <laughs> hashtag not my queen <laughs> Arya and the hound head south Tormund and the Free Folk head north. And Ghost. You forgot Ghost, you fucker. Yeah, true. Tormund and Ghost and the Free Folk head north. Sam and Gilly Ben Doinken activate warp speed. In the Narrow Sea, Tyrion and Varys discuss Jon's lineage and how it will play out when people find out. As Danny, Drogon, and Rhaegal are arriving at Dragonstone, a small fleet of Greyjoy ships are waiting to ambush. They hit Rhaegal with one of the scorpions, and he goes down. Oh, yeah. Euron is 100% using wall hacks. Dude, this guy is hacking, bro. Dude, he is hacking, bro. So hacking. Fucking aim assist. Yeah, aimbot. Wall hacks, yeah, aimbot, yeah. whatever you want to call it. Um, true, true. A naval battle ensues, and the Targaryen fleet gets shredded to bits by the Scorpions. Plot armor does its diligence, and all of our important characters wash up on shore at Dragonstone. No, all but one. Well, I mean, Missandei's hot as shit, but she's not, like, an important character. True. Uh, Missande is taken prisoner. Danny wants to burn the city to the ground, and her advisors advise against that. It's mm. like we've seen this plot before, mm -hmm. and she's simply not having it. Danny also spouts some shit about destiny and ridding the world of tyrants, an extremely important calling that we've known all about for the entirety of the series. Tyrion and Varys revisit their conversation and Danny uh, about Danny, and it turns grim. Back at Winterfell, word has arrived about the attack on the Targaryen fleet. The reality of Cersei's situation has set in with Jaime, and he makes a decision to leave for King's Landing to protect her. Brienne is shot through the heart, but it's too late. Shot through the heart! <laughs> you should have let late. that one sit, Scott. Sorry, okay. You can't <laughs> drop a banger line like that and just expect me not to <laughs> pelt it out, you know? Yeah, fair enough. Uh, at King's Landing, Danny and the Unsullied have arrived. There's a parlay between Tyrion and Kyburn. When it goes south, Tyrion attempts to reason with Cersei. 
Cersei says literally nothing to Tyrion and instead orders Missandei to be executed on the ramparts for everyone to see. Danny walks away big mad. Big mad. Big mad. Big mad. Oh, boy. That's the um, end of the episode. This episode is... A roller coaster? Yes. It's it's interesting. I feel like... I mean, obviously, it's a very... It's a transitional episode. Sure. They, they, they have just survived the doomsday you know the 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 death well of... 40 minutes of it is a transitional episode and then they just cram right. another episode into it and that's that's what <laughs> i kind of like did did they really need to sh- have only like six episodes this season you know like i feel like especially here this one definitely felt like it was two separate episodes oh 100 percent. yeah uh that they just mashed together yeah um, um I I want to I think I want to put this in front of our discussion. Okay. Um, and this might be I don't know that it's a hot take because I feel like our listeners, if you've been following along and you're not just finding us, you all you we know, have is lukewarm takes. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, like I guess what I'm saying is this isn't out of out of nowhere. It's not. It's not a. Was it Randy Orton RKO? RKO out of nowhere. Yeah. 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 It's 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 not out of nowhere, but. Uh, it definitely is maybe questionable amongst the audience. I think that if people were a bit more objective about this season, which obviously we're only four episodes in, I feel like people would realize it's like it's not a t- it's not a terrible season. Like it's there. Yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot of good happening. There's a lot of good television mm-hmm. happening in front of us, but there. There's maybe some execution flaws, which we'll 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 discuss. All I'm saying, what I wanted to put out front here is that like the 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 glaringly obvious issues of season eight are simply the fact that they are cramming a lot into a little mm. bit of space. Yeah. But so far, we still have two episodes left, right. and this is only my second time seeing this season. Uh so far, the content has been solid. Yeah. I mean, we are now two thirds of the way through the season. Yeah, uh, and I I will say I think this is probably the weakest, in my opinion, of the season eight episodes so far. But that being said, I don't think it's a bad episode. Sure, like I said it feels structurally a little awkward at times, a little shaky. I feel yes. like just kind of feeling weird. But yeah. it's not bad. Like it's it's not incredible. It's it's not bad. And you're right. I think people do just use the blanket. Oh, season eight of Game of Thrones is terrible. Season eight of Game of Thrones is terrible. When I think they are specifically referring to like the last one or two episodes, possibly, or just like the last big twist, if if you really want to call it that. Uh, the end result, I guess, is what I'm trying to sure. say. The end. Sure. Season eight, like we've gone through these episodes. We've talked about this, but like. Season eight has really good episodes through the first three for sure. And like I said, I think this episode is totally fine. Um, So uh, why don't we talk about a little more in detail? Uh, How fucking dare they not show Sam and John having a tearful goodbye over Ed when we get 20 minutes of Daenerys and Jorah and Sansa and Theon was in there. Uh, I feel you know like what's, I'm we know what's so one. funny about that. Oh yeah, uh, Liana was there. Liana, um, yeah. 
uh, Amanda was sitting next to me while I was watching the episode today, and she was like, "Wait, who is that?" And I was like, "That's fucking Theon. Your your fave, the most important Wait, character." Wait, about Theon? <laughs> yeah, she's not Theon. <laughs> fucking like was it, all was time she... number one Theon Stan. True. Was she also confused why? Sansa was suddenly like Theon Stan number two, only behind Amanda. I don't, I don't have, I, it. I don't take issue with that. I know, I know. I just have to give you You're shit. You're just about being it. a schmuck. This is where I was like, oh hey, it's Ghosty. He is still alive, very fucked up. Uh, but he is still alive. Is he missing an ear? Did I like see that right? They, I feel like Honestly, the fuckers ripped off I, one of his entire I ears. Don't know. He's not looking great. Uh, but I was very happy to see I, him. I definitely was sad that there was no like sad goodbye over Ed. Um, yes, but so upset. John inserting the Night's Watch lines. Yes, did obviously. hit for me. That yeah. hit. It was good, man. It was a good speech. It was a good speech. His delivery of it was not as good as some of his others. I think he was he was obviously a big guy. He was trying to, thing, right? Yeah. He was trying to really yell it out. And it, it wasn't his what really good speech content wise. Not his best delivered speech. And listen, he's get I mean, he's trying to project, you know, to an audience. Yeah. Uh, but it, it's still a great speech, either way. Yeah, yeah. We we yeah. loved a good John speech. Always. Um then we go into the feast. And I love how the first note I have here is about uh, my dude Sandor and Gendry. Mm-hmm. And Gendry is immediately like, hey, just, just out of curiosity, have you seen Arya? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get my dick wet. <laughs> I'm going to put my dick in. Uh, <laughs> and Sandor just immediately giving him so much shit about it. Yeah, and then when Gendry tries to deny him, Sandor pulls the old Uno reverse card. He's like, "The fuck are you talking about? That's the way it should be." Like, yeah. go, go find. We just it. survived. The- yeah, we just survived. What the fuck are you still doing here? Get out of here. Uh, I yeah. love Sandor. He's my dude. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. So, how do you feel about Gendry being stopped in his tracks by Danny to be named? She uh, got me here. I had totally forgotten about this, and as soon as she starts it, I'm like, okay, here we go. Fucking Daenerys being Daenerys. Fucking god damn it. I was all ready to, like, rant and rave, and then good for her. Hell yeah. Good move by Danny. She be politicking. Listen, I try and give credit where it's due. Even though I don't like Daenerys, this is a hella smart move. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic Super, stuff. Yeah, great, great scene. It, I also love how it just transitions straight to him finding Arya. Well, I mean, not straight to him, right, but right. you know, he the next we see Gendry, he's like, "Dude, guess what? I'm a lord. Let's get married." Yeah, Dude, she got that bad pussy. If he's, <laughs> they have sex once, and he's like, "Marry me." proposes yeah (laughs) she's like dude you can't handle this bro (laughs) probably yes also he just was made a lord and is drunk the and survived (laughs) doomsday the dude is yeah like he's gonna propose to the next person he sees probably thank thank goodness it is actually aria Uh, my my note here is just like i just have like 
all in caps. Ha 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 ha. Ari is fucking face. <laughs> the face that she makes when he proposes. I was just, I, my soul went out to Gendry because that was just the, brutal. The, uh, the, the uh, tone it gives me or like the look of her face is basically like, oh, sweetie. Yeah, oh, my God. oh, poor thing. I, it's just so fucked up. I it's love it. So messed up. Uh, my heart goes out to Gendry because I love him to death. Uh, but that boy just got uh. fatalityed. Are you, why do you keep fiddling with your lighting, my guy? Because it it turned it changed color like in the middle of that was weird. All right, yeah. I'm leaving. Anyway, it. um, yeah, that was brutal. But yeah, I obviously I think this is a crazy good move by Daenerys. Uh, she is politicking, something I always give her shit for not doing enough of. And I gotta say, I really like the angle that the start of this episode takes, where it's like, now that we're past impending doom, now that we're past doomsday, not there's like, on the surface, everyone is like happy and celebrating, but all is not well, actually. Right. There's a lot of like, politics and trust issues just kind of boiling under the surface everywhere the the short exchange between Tyrion and davos is very good yes and and paints it really well he's yes. like yeah we we defeated them but now now it's us right like now we have to deal with us yeah yeah uh, which is a great great call out very very good short scene um kind of brings us back to reality hope that goes gravity you know uh right. all about <laughs> it with the music references tonight <laughs> Um, yeah, I really like that angle that the early part of this episode is taking. It's like, hey, everything's cool. We won. Celebration. But then under the surface, it's, you know, the way Daenerys looks at how everyone loves John, And, you I know, think it's good. The, the conversation, like you said, between Tyrion and Davos. And yeah, it's it's oh, every time Sansa looks in Daenerys's direction, you know, it's like it's all good shit. I'm, it I'm literally into that. like burns. <laughs> when like when she looks at Danny, like it, it it's searing through yeah. my fucking chest, dude. It's, yeah, yeah, truly. it's ridiculous. Uh I did want to ask you about the scene where Jamie, Brienne, Jamie, and Pod. Yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted I don't know what I was doing. I don't know. I don't what know what doing. happened. Yeah, there. yeah. You had a strong writing this thing. What did you want me to ask about? What did you want me to ask me? Yeah. I'm now having uh, this drunk. Yeah. No, I I was just making it I was making fun of myself. Oh, gotcha. Got you. you didn't want to know anything. <laughs> no. Uh here's here's what the, the next note I have is just like I say poor there was a lot of like I had to backtrack in my notes here. I go, oh, poor pod, because everyone like leaves him sitting there alone. And then that that hot serving girl is just like Oh, hey, you're handsome. And I go, oh, wait, never mind. And my next note was poor Tormund. Oh, wait, never mind, because Brienne breaks his heart, but then he's he's fine immediately. Yeah. Uh, and then, oh, this was a little bit later, but then I was like, John alone in his room. I was like, John, of all people, not getting any inconceivable. Wait, never mind. Uh, so, yeah, a lot of, lot of like, oh, everyone's getting some. I mean, you got to, dude. Uh, yeah. You just survived yeah. the fucking end of the world. Sandor is not interested, though. Sandor and Arya are truly the the match made in heaven because they're just not interested. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, for sure. They have, they just have the the best platonic relationship between them. 
I I will say, uh, for all the shit I give the Tormund Brienne like yes gags, uh, the cut to him just sobbing is like I audibly laughed when I saw that. Tormund was good in this episode. Yeah, he was I liked good. Tormund this episode a lot more than I've liked him he, in a like, long time. He is exactly like I hate to say this, dude. He is exactly me when I get real drunk at a party. <laughs> Like, yeah, like, just like going that. over to from group to group, like, ah, like, just like having a good time and like trying to yeah. like just help everybody else also have a good time. It's, that's so funny. Yeah, that's I, I love it and relate to it so much. We should definitely talk about this Sansa and uh, Sandor scene because I loved it. <sighs> it's so good. This is a fantastic scene. Yes. I wish it was longer. I do too. Yeah. Oh man. Uh this so they have not really interacted since Blackwater, right? Like season 2, like when he yeah. left uh offered to take her with him. And listen, mad shouts to Sansa for the way that she recognizes that through all the pain and suffering that she's been through, like she has come out stronger and grown right from right. it. Like that, her just outlook on that is just like incredible. Like mad shouts to Sansa. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I've always, and I know, I know, I've mentioned this on the podcast before. I'm going to say it again. I've always struggled a little bit with the way that George Martin writes women characters. Mm-hmm. Um, like a compelling female character does not have to go through what Sansa or Danny or uh, Arya or you know any of the other powerful women in this show go through in order to come out strong like they sure. can like strong women can just exist you know mm-hmm. uh however uh we see later in this episode that like like you know, I I guess I'm like kind of comparing it to like uh like Jamie doesn't come out better at the end of it. You no, know what I mean? Like yeah. like it's I, I'm happy for what it is, and I think it's very great of Sansa's character to be able to come out better and recognize it because that's all you can really hope for when you sure. go through that type of shit. I just wish that not every powerful woman in the show has to go through <laughs> hell and back in order yeah. for them to be there. But I would I, the one place I would push back on you a little bit there is is the Arya one, because I I I don't think like she doesn't go through the same right pain the same you know story like that she goes same. through some hardships but they're not like the she same. She watches her dad get executed in front yeah, of her. Listen, that's she a... also well, so did Sansa. She also watches the entire Stark army get fucking slaughtered at. That the red happen. wedding yeah, and her yeah. brother have a wolf head sewn to his shoulders. Yeah. Maybe, like, maybe I just view it that way because she's so much stronger and always no, like I, she, she never has to like, she's never like broken by any of those things. She just bounces back almost like immediately from like all the shitty things that happened to her. That's fair. That's so fair. it's all, like, maybe I'm just thinking of it in that way where, I don't view them as bad, even though they are right. Because she's just so tough. Sure. You know, I guess, I guess all I'm saying is that like, I wanted to make it since we're talking about her growth and coming out of it better and stronger and more developed. I just wanted to use that platform to say, no, yeah, 
I don't like that that is the framework for every woman that George Martin, or for most powerful women that George Martin writes. Um, but for what it is, and because that is her story and is her arc, it is extremely awesome to see her like yeah. come out of it on the other side with that mentality and capable of moving forward. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's great. It's it's also like, dude, uh, Sandor, the way I mean, he's always just he doesn't, you know, uh, pull his punches when he's describing things. But yeah. like the way that he tells her, I can't even remember his exact verbiage now. Um, uh, did, doesn't he say like, I hear you got broken in? Yeah, like broken in rough or something. Oh, that dude, effect. that's yeah. just like so fucking painful yeah. like it's it's it, like it, it's it made me cringe like ugh. it's it's very menacing but sansa is not she's like she's like not phased by it yeah yeah it's doesn't doesn't he say something to the effect of like back then you could hardly even look at me and look at you now like type she, situation she's like, like i've i i've seen way worse yeah, than yeah, you yeah, since yeah. then true. Uh, literally true sandor is a big lovable puppy it it is it's such a good reunion like yep. it very very heavy weighted scene for such a short amount of yeah. screen time it's great now, yeah something again something i had forgotten about but just a really really solid scene and i i don't think it had occurred to me that we hadn't really got like a reunion between them which yeah. they 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 had a lot of interactions in season one and two and i'd kind of it's easy you know, to forget forgotten about. yeah forgotten about how much kind of interactions and character like stuff they had in between them. So I was, right. I was very happy to see that. Um, on that what, note. Yeah. Uh, one thing that's just, I need to call out here for all the, for all the people who are just like such naysayers about season eight. Uh, and I'll, and I'll even, I'll even show some humility because I, I have, I think wrongfully had this, I guess, outlook on season eight until we've, begun rewatching it i felt like in my head the later season season seven season eight do not make room for character moments mm. like that's just something that my like i immediately think of or go to in my memory of season seven season eight sure. uh and that is just simply not true so far well not of season eight i think season well, seven that maybe holds up that's what i mean yeah of, of the the character mode they i feel like season seven they had them they just weren't Good. They were they were bad. Yeah, they were just poorly written. But season eight character moments no. have been surprisingly great, no, man. I would say very good. Uh, yeah, for the most part across the board. So calling uh, it out. Anything else at the feast you wanted to touch on? Um, I mean, we can just. You want to talk about Jamie Brienne real quick? Oh sure, yeah. I don't have much to say. Like this whole everything surrounding. Jamie in this episode I'm I'm kind of very torn about maybe we should save all that for the end because I I think we can kind of talk about it in one big chunk or do you, do you just want to address it now I for our listeners who take what we say to heart and really stew on it and who engage with it and allow it to help kind of like, I guess maybe aid their viewing experience. 
I kind of want to talk about something specifically right now. Okay. And we'll it's it. and it's it's something it's something actually it's a conversation that you and I had after this episode. Okay. Uh and after season 8. Um cuz I felt extremely torn about this as well. Okay. Cuz it, it's it is knee jerk to be like what the fuck, dude? Yeah. Like what the you know, it's obviously we're talking about his short love interest with Brienne and then what happens followed at the end by of his leaving yes. followed by his leaving right so we're, we're talking about both scenes here <clears throat> I we had a conversation Scott and and I I appreciate you sharing this with me with me at the time because it has changed the way that I look at this even now on rewatch I have no idea what you're talking about. I don't. You probably yeah, you don't. But you said it, and I was like, that makes sense, and it resonates, and I like okay. it. Okay, um, I love hearing me good say things. Me good, Jesus Christ. Yeah, just don't good say things anymore. Okay, I, I uh, literally can't. So I I confess to Scott. I'm like, man, I feel really conflicted about this. I'm uh-huh. very upset about it. I don't like it. Like like it it almost to me my knee jerk response was like it makes Jamie's arc mean nothing. Okay, sure. Uh, and you told me it is textbook for any character to have an arc to come out of it fixed, to come out of it better. It is expected always mm-hmm. in fantasy, in, in fiction, nonfiction, you name it. Like, right. that's what stories are made of. Right. And the one thing that we have to love and appreciate about George Martin and the way that he's built this world and subverted our expectations mm. but also with class and grace in a way that makes it feel real mm-hmm. like the good guys don't always win for example right like the hero ned stark doesn't always yeah. make it out like he might prince get, charming know, like, gets killed at not right. his wedding but sometimes like sometimes that happens sometimes that is the way of right. war and that is the way of like human interactions and and the way that the mind works i kind of like that take that like you don't always make make better at the end of it. Like yeah. sometimes your biggest vice, you do fall back into yeah. it. You know, I do remember this conversation now, and yeah. it, it was it was a good conversation, dude. And and I feel like that. I don't think I was outwardly like, like, upset or like. Like I get, I don't think I thought that it was bad how it yeah. played out. But it really helped put some perspective on on it, and it's like, no, th- this is kind of real, man. Like sometimes, yeah. like put it in a different perspective. Like sometimes your friend who struggles with drug addiction falls back into drug addiction. Yeah. Like sometimes that happens, mm-hmm. um, and it's it's a very sad and and tragic way to look at it. But like that is kind of the way of this world. Yeah, no, uh, and I appreciate that. So just wanted to share that, and hopefully that helps you people. You know, you you. Not you people who feel negatively about it. Like just in general, it's it's knee jerk to want to be upset at this, and, sure. I, and I think for for the right reasons because you care about these people. But sometimes that is the way of life. I'm I'm glad you're saying these things because it's helping get my thoughts in order as well. So let's I guess let's just we should just now that we're talking about it, finish talking about it here and now. Um, you don't want to edge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know I love edging. That's forever. That's that's for later. <laughs> edging is forever. Edging is forever. <laughs> Fuck okay, your diamonds make are forever. Edging Dude, is forever. Edging is forever needs to be our next shirt. That is pretty good. <laughs> uh, no, so 
I I am still of multiple minds. I am still torn about this. I I agree with old me with past Scott <laughs> in that. Yeah, it, it is is Amanda now laughing at etchings forever. No, I just can't stop. Oh, okay, <laughs> you okay. Looked I'm... off camera like she was interacting. Uh, with no, um, it's tough because the quote unquote redemption arc for Jamie was so well executed at times. Um, that it was just like, it was so easy to fall into the mindset of, oh, he's a good guy now. Yeah. But to his point, this laundry list of things that he's done that he lists off for Brienne, it's like, oh no, yeah, he did still a lot of big things after his good guy turn, you know? Yeah. Like the big one I think of is when he brought up, like, uh, he was going to slaughter every man, woman, and child in River Run. Right. Just to get back to Cersei. It's like, yes. Oh, yeah, that's that's way after his, you know, good guy turn, quote unquote. Yeah. And I obviously I love Jamie. You love Jamie. Like we love this character because he is extremely flawed. Uh, he is complex. It's the uh, best. It's the best uh, uh, composition of, of yeah. a compelling character. Like it's it's. it's yeah, I mean, all the things that can make up an interesting character, like he's he's pretty much got them. He checks those boxes. Right. And one part of me like wants him to have a happy ending because I love the character. Uh, but there's another part of me that's just like, no, this is this is more interesting. This is the more off the wall, interesting, like probably realistically like more real take because yes to what you were saying earlier it's just like people can change but people don't just like fully become a different person you know overnight you know yes like and it's just like when he leaves Brienne at the end and he realizes he just he can't quit Cersei it's just like you can tell it's it's like breaking him, but he can't really help it or stop it. Dude, 100%. And I I want to use this chance to, to call out a couple of other things. Like, for example, uh, I think we called it out in episode two uh, of this season. Uh, Tyrion tells... Jamie, like she's always been a monster. You've mm -hmm. always known this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. You were just capable of looking past it. You just like you love her, you right. know. And and that that is what it is. And I mm -hmm. think that also that there's the other thing that that needs to be addressed is him coming south was not him abandoning. I'm sorry, him coming north. Excuse me, was not him abandoning cersei, cersei and, right, and abandoning no. his love and 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 just being able to say i'm not in love with you and i don't care for you anymore it was simply i need to fight for the greater good right and that fight has been won right he promised um, to fight for the living against the dead and he wanted to fulfill that vow 100%. yes also i feel like he has been living in almost this like temporary dream state of like man we just fought dead things yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. and we lived and you're on this like high of like right 
like, wow, th- like that was incredible. And then as soon as he learns of the situation down south, mm-hmm. he's like, oh. It breaks I, him I, out I ne- of that. I never stopped loving Cersei. Right. I didn't leave because I'm done with Cersei. I right, left right. because I wanted to fight for the living. Yep. And and he is just completely controlled and pulled by this for this like uh love that he has for her and and it it, it overpowers mm-hmm. any of this like dream state, you know, bliss that yeah. he's been in. I think the addiction metaphor you used early was very apt because I like like Cersei is his addiction and, and you know addiction 100%. does not have to be you know drug abuse or anything like that like there's gambling there's there's any number of things that you yeah. can be addicted to and it, it like truly edging. does <laughs> like edging for example <laughs> yeah uh, like it it truly does change your brain chemistry like when you just these are things that they're all you can think about and you know you know sometimes relapses happen yeah. and again i i would just like like i said i'm i'm still to this day torn about where his character ends up but i think at the end of the day it is maybe the more surprising and arguably more interesting yeah. direction oh, to take the character wait and we also haven't even accounted for the fact that like he is aware that cersei is bearing his child oh true yes like very good point yes dude, yeah man yeah. like shit it, yeah <laughs> yeah come yeah. on yeah so like i get it i i understand the want for like man you want him to break this addiction and come mm. out stronger and 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 he, he still had such a beautiful character arc getting yes. here um, and and with the Brienne thing, it's like it's yeah, it's so easy for that to happen between them because they've had, uh, you know, they've had so many like such a you know an intimate journey, relationship. a relationship between them throughout like their time spent together, and then they just survived a near death experience. They are both drunk, and you know, yeah. Obviously, things are going to happen. Does, does he stop loving Cersei and, you know, quote unquote, being no. addicted to Cersei in the movie? No. In that moment? No, absolutely not. And yes, it's crushing for on the Brienne side of this for her from her perspective. Uh, because she, I'm sure, was at a point where it's like, oh, this is it. This is, you know, this is everything I've wanted. Now I can be truly happy. And it's just like. That was unfortunately it's sad. I mean, not it, it, the cards. Is, it, it hurts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it's for, for Brienne. It's and to Gwendolyn Christie's uh, credit, like her her performance of when he leaves at the end, I think is fan fucking tastic. Yes. Uh, so, yeah. God, it's this. Is, I'm glad we had this conversation. Yeah, I do, too, because coming into this talk, I was. Again, not 100 percent sure on where I landed. And I, to be fair, I am still torn on it. But I think where I land at the end of the day is well, it's, I, it's a very divisive, uh, like storytelling mechanic, right? Here. Like it, it is, and I think it's intended to do that. Right. Yes, a hundred percent. I'm not going to sit here and tell you like I feel great about where Jane's story right, is going. Of it's course. like no, like it feels awful, but that's kind of the point. But it know? feels real, also. Right. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah, man. I, 
I just gave you the same conversation you gave me <laughs> fucking however many years ago. Know, it's still still me though because you use <laughs> yeah, my okay. conversation. All right, yeah. all right. Fair We're enough. like inceptioning conversations here. It's like docking. <laughs> it's like who's edgy. on top? <laughs> Why does everything come back to docking and edging with you? Dude, that, dude uh, docking and edging are no, forever. Fuck, I, I fucking hate you. <laughs> Let's talk about John and Daenerys. Dude, uh, great scene too. Man. Uh, this is a phenomenal scene. I think I might like this episode more than I originally thought. <laughs> yeah, um, Daenerys is absolutely correct. Again. Everything she's saying here, she is 100% right about. Like, this is her only shot is if this is a secret and that no one else finds out about it. Right. And she understands that. John is just too John to see it. Sure. And that is just kind of heartbreaking and sad. It's, it is, oh, man, I'm going to give more kudos here to season eight. Uh, do it. Season eight is is making me care for the position that Daenerys is in. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, dude, it's it's kind of wild. Again, like it doesn't make me like just you know love the character, but like I appreciate the position she is in and the decisions and the the decisions she's making to try and remedy her position. Mm-hmm. Um. There's still some areas where she maybe lacks a little bit of tact, but I see we're not. You all know us. I mean, you, you most of you guys have been following along since we started this. But the the outburst and anger that that we've seen throughout the rest of this episode for her is is not out of left field for us. Like this, it yeah. all like this all makes sense. This all tracks. This all tracks, and it, it to us we're we're watching this and we're like. I get it. And I feel for you. Like, I kind of feel for the fact that like you're going through this, you're still, you still did a lot of shit that puts you in this position. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like it, it is, it is tough to go through and I can appreciate that. Right. It, yeah, no, hundred percent. Also, it's just like, you know, this being a medieval fantasy world, it's, I, I, I see it as especially tough for Daenerys, you know, obviously being a woman in, you know, a man, you know, driven world where it's just like she must view it as just like, you know, when Tormund and John are having their interaction and everyone's talking about what a great war hero John is and everything is. It's just like she must just feel like she can't win. Like, how can she compete with that? You know, yep. uh, and that's just tough. I want to give another shout out to season eight and. Daenerys and specifically Amelia Clark. This is maybe more a thing for later, but we're here while we're here talking about it. As she becomes a little bit more disheveled, unhinged mm-hmm. throughout, especially this episode, but I feel like as the series has gone on, uh, I think Amelia Clark's acting has just gotten better and better. Uh, like I think she was fantastic this episode yeah uh so you know shouts to that for sure (laughs) what the fuck is that i don't know (laughs) 
Up what is down. Fuck is Docking happening. is edging. Everything's backwards. <laughs> Docking is edging. Edging is forever. It's just no. That's normal. That's normal. yeah. That, that's right. That's right. Uh, edging is temporary. <laughs> just, I hope so. Um. <laughs> Yeah, and like this is just a phenomenal scene. I, I don't have much else to say it other than John is gonna John, but Daenerys is absolutely correct in everything that she's saying here. Yeah. So, how much do you love? Uh, don't fucking tell anybody. Okay, okay, fine. I won't. Cut to the Godswood, guys. I have something to tell you. I mean, it doesn't so then, do exactly wait, that, but. Wait, but then it's like, I have something to tell you, but you can't tell anybody. Cut okay, to... Okay, fine. Cut to Sansa Tyrion. And, and Tyrion, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sansa and Tyrion. Tyrion, I have something to tell you, but it's you like can't say literally, shit. It's like an always sunny title bit, the way they do this almost. <laughs> it's so no, okay. This is... Here's, here's my major criticism of this episode. Okay. Is... You brought this up in actually, I was it episode one of this season, the John and Sam thing. You basically effectively said you wanted to see more of that scene. I loved that the the Sam telling sure, John yeah, yeah. of his parentage scene. This is where I was like, no, this is something we need to see. You need to show us this scene of the cutaway. Yes, like when dude. John is like Bran tell them and they cut away I'm like no this is you should have shown us that scene like we need to see Sansa and Arya finding that out uh, I did not appreciate that at that. all yeah that's no, no, no. that's a great call out I I think I was maybe half like focused on trying to take the the recap notes oh no, sure 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 but yeah that I that's a gr- I'm glad you mentioned that. I that think is, that's that my biggest criticism of this episode is like I, I think that's the biggest criticism of this season so far is just like the like hey they are cutting away from a lot of these no of this specific like this specific scene oh is you a, mean this specific so one. far okay, sure yeah. so far I think this is the biggest missed opportunity of the season I would have loved to see it. the one this, where Sansa basically stops Tyrion and like you you see she's gonna tell him that cutaway I'm fine with. Because then we get to see Tyrion and Tyrion kind of exploring his reaction to that and his feelings on that with Varys with later. Varys, yes. So that works. It doesn't work for me with Arya and Sansa because we just go straight into then Sansa like basically telling Tyrion and we don't get to see kind of yeah. one, her and Arya's one, we, reaction to it. We don't get enough of them acting together anyway. Period, for sure. And yes. then for it to be such a momentous scene, a momentous like piece of information, we, we need it. Yeah, it's ah, such a missed opportunity. Very, very, very sad that we didn't get to see that. That great that, call out. That was my biggest takeaway from the battle planning and this scene in particular. What What did you have about this? Uh, I mean, honestly, that's that's pretty much it, man. That's okay. I think we're on the same page with that. Uh, anything to say about Braun? Oh, well, I got a lot. Other, I other say than about everything, dude, I, he calls Braun is forever, dude. You, you boys are a couple of gold-plated cunts. To which Tyrion just responds, "That's a bit rude." And I thought that I just lost it at that. It was so funny. I'm like, that is so. These two, and I love how Braun has gotten to a point where he is just 
he has had to listen to Tyrion talking and Tyrion's bullshit for so long now. He is just so fucking over it and just smacks the shit out of him. Uh, Bronn is in rare form. Uh, he's also just like angry, fed up Bronn, which for like in his defense, like he has been promised so much and actually gotten so little throughout this series. Bitch, that doesn't mean Bitch. shit anymore, I, dude. Yeah, I'm a knight because of fucking me. Also, <laughs> that don't mean dick. Uh, he yeah. has been promised so much for so many things and realistically gotten so little. Uh, so listen, I'm I'm all aboard. Hey, good for Braun looking after number one. I think uh, that I think that there's this maybe this like theme happening in this episode of the episode is reminding us who characters are i think sure i yeah i would agree with that um we see it obviously with jamie with jamie um i think we see it honestly like with sansa relaying the information yeah we see it with john like making that promise and then just not being able to keep that you know like his honor he's got to tell them and then we see it here with Bronn. like i feel like there's this this like haze around Bronn, like like he's befriended them and he's a he, right. like he's he's now a hero and you see this like hero in him because he's ha- he has these like right. heroic moments right but he is n- far from a hero Bron like, cares about Bron and Bron only dude he's and a he's a chaotic neutral for sure yes, bro 100% no that's that's a good catch yes this this episode very much uh, one might say Daenerys could be thrown into that mix as well, reminding us of uh, who she is. Hundred percent. This episode is yeah, you're hundred percent right. This episode is just like, hey, just these in case are who. You forgot. Just in case you forgot, <laughs> Sandor and Arya riding off alone together, being kind of loner badasses. Yep. This is who these characters are. Yep. That's that's a great call out, Zach. Uh, yeah. Um. I, this scene was great. It's just fun. Uh, I don't have much else yeah, to say that's, about it, do you? That's really it. Like, he's going to be Lord of Highgarden if if yeah. this all works. Uh, I also love how he's like, I ain't fighting shit. Like, <laughs> I'll just be waiting. Like, my fighting days are over, but I still got a few killing days left in me. So y'all better fucking do what I want. Uh, yeah, I love how he's just like... You fuckers can kill each other and I'll just be over here waiting to kind of take advantage of whoever wins. Yeah. That's just where I'm at. 100%. Uh, I think this is where we get uh, like the farewells with John and, and Tormund and, and Sam and Gilly, uh, which is just good stuff. Very sentimental. Scott, um, so short of a scene, but John and Sam's interaction... Yeah, almost brought me to tears. The you're the best friend I've ever had, and, and just their hug, like yeah. like their their break into the hug, like they're looking at each other, being strong, being kind of stoic in a way, and then they're just like, like yeah. I fucking love you, and they just break into a hug, and like legit, I was like a little choked up. I love these two them, to death. Them, and it can it comes right after they're like, if he's a if 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 it's a boy. <laughs> We want to name him John, and he's like, I hope you have a girl. <laughs> Dude, I, that's the note that I took down is him saying 
I hope it's a girl. If it was from anyone other than John, that would sound like such a dick remark. Like, you know, <laughs> right. like we want to name him John if it's a boy and just, oh, I hope it's a girl then. Just like it's <laughs> yeah. if this was anyone else from John, that would sound like such a dick move. But it's so not. And it's so beautiful and lovely between them. It, and, yeah. Yeah. So good. They're the best. Yeah. I don't I don't got really anything other than Sam and Gilly been doinking. Yeah. I mean, we knew that. Yeah, they just but they've been good, getting after it. Good, good they. <laughs> Sam tries to like rationalize it, like, well, it's been very cold and the dude. nights are long. And <laughs> Gilly's like, he fucking knows how it works, dude. dude. Shouts to Gilly. I think Gilly needs to be fucking number one again just for that line. <laughs> he fucking knows how it works. Poor uh, Ed did not know how it worked. Oh, yeah, my guy. Um, okay. Is this then the fleet scene? Yeah, let's go warp speed here. And I feel like the rest yeah. of this episode's kind of going to like speed through. Yeah, a bit. yeah. I don't feel like there's a, a ton to talk about with this. Okay, here's my here's my here's my other criticism of this mm-hmm. episode. How is the Iron Fleet like three for three laser accurate on Rhaegal, but then like zero for fifty on Drogon? Drogon got that like agility buff. He's been spamming whatever that Pokemon move is that makes you like harder to hit. Agility. Uh, agility, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me. It's agility. <laughs> He's got that agility buff. What's that move called? Um I fucking hate it here. <laughs> dude, this is the same thing that happened with Viserion. Is like Night King can't miss his ass with his fucking javelin throws and then misses point blank. Drogon, dude, I'm telling you, he spams agility like it's no, like just at all times. He's, he's holding one of those. Um, he can't be is hit. It, is it a. What are the berries that up your speed? Oh, I can't remember. He's That's holding speed. He, it's like evasion. Well, you know, whatever. Do you ever fight a Pidgey that just spams the like sand attack that makes your Pokemon? You can't hit him. Yeah, you can't you hit him. Can't the... yeah. fucking hit. That's it? that's Dude. fucking Drogon is a Pidgey. He just <laughs> you can't hit me. Uh, you can't Drogon hit me. Drogon is a Pidgey. Drogon is a Pidgey confirmed. <laughs> fucking putting sand hope, in their I eyes. I hope all seven of you Pokemon fans <laughs> fucking yeah, love that. Uh, get this joke. Um. Yeah, why do the Unsullied, they must just have the shittest scouts and sailors, for that matter, of all time. Like, I suppose, lore-wise, that does kind of make sense. Like, they're not really naval they're not warriors. naval warriors, yeah. But they can't even scout to save but their lives. But also, like, did Daenerys leave Dragonstone 100% unmanned? Uh, p- possibly. Like they kind of—I mean, it wouldn't have been wise to do so. But also, it's like you're fighting the dead. You kind of need all hands on deck. Yeah, I guess that's fair. Uh, I <clears throat> mean, anyway, somebody I think the, left the real Storm's issue End here, 100% unmanned, probably. So the real issue here, Scott, is that apparently that mountain can shoot fucking giant arrows, dude. Like. Those ships were completely behind the fucking rocks. Yeah. When Reg or yeah, when Regal got hit, no one should and have a then better. They came out from yeah. behind and they're like, "Hey, 
literally no one should have a better view of the surrounding seas than Drogon. Than Daenerys and Drogon? Drogon, Rhaegal, and Daenerys, yes. Uh how they snuck up there. It like listen, like I'm not I I'm trying not to make too big a deal about this because it's like story needs to happen and we need to get Daenerys down to one dragon. So like it's fine, whatever. It's not great, but I'm not like it's not gonna ruin the a season eight for me, you know? Sure. Sure, sure, um, sure. I, I, I agree it's with that. Still I not just, great. you know, I gotta call it out because it is yes. fucking stupid. Like yes. it is dumb. Yeah, um, and then yeah, like I said, Daenerys, they fucking just pew 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 Rhaegal, and then Drogon is diving directly at them, and they have the whole fucking like wall set up and all of them shoot and just miss just well pure miss after after they're shooting at Rhaegal you can actually see a platoon of stormtroopers taking over the fucking scorpions <laughs> so it checks out dude yeah also General Veer's got the shield up on Drogon <laughs> so they yeah. all they weren't actually missing they were just bouncing off his shields yeah so. yeah, yeah uh okay the thing I do need that I did want to talk about. Yes. We got a little ahead here. Was I want to talk about both of the Tyrion variants. Oh, yes, 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 yes. I forgot. These forgot are good these scenes. These are phenomenal. These scenes. are very good. I love these two on screen together, always. And we have had kind of a lull. We have. Of their like they they've had okay performances when they have been together the last couple seasons, but like this season seven this was felt a dip like in their quality season though. Two, season three. Yep. This was good. This, this was, was very good. Good, good. Yes. Uh, because you can really sense the kind of wedge between them that's starting to form. Well, yes, that I was gonna say, like desperation almost from Tyrion. Like he is back to heavy drinking. Varys calls that out. And he just, you can tell he feels a little uncertain, trapped, desperate, doesn't really know which way he should go. It's it's very good. It is. Uh, it's very, very good. Yeah, man. Uh, so in, in well, let's talk about both of them just in two parts real quick. So, so first scene, they're addressing what they've heard about John. Right. And they are also addressing the fact that like, Eight people know this. It's not a secret anymore. Yeah. This is going Correct. to get out and this is going to be an issue. And it yep. needs to be addressed one way or another. Uh, and that's that's essentially the first scene. Along with like, uh, like she's questionable. We need to start thinking about some options. We need to look at this pragmatically and in black and white. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then we get uh the remix part two the electric boogaloo or whatever bugaloo what is boogaloo boogaloo <laughs> what is that word boogaloo it's just electric boogaloo <laughs> boogaloo what is that word <laughs> uh so we get that version um and the part of this that really gets me is when Tyrion looks up at Varys and says, what then? Like, what happens to her? Yeah. And Varys won't say it, and Tyrion is like, don't. Like, dude, like, don't, man. 
Uh, and it's just so the you you said this word earlier and it's fitting the the desperation mm-hmm. is is there uh it's it's heavy and i there's a certain scene that happens in a later episode that i can i distinctly recall feeling like what the fuck like that's weird that that happened but these two scenes have showed me that I am an idiot for having that memory. Um, yeah, man, it's, it's good. It's good stuff. Really enjoyed these two scenes as well. Um, uh, you know, I, obviously I don't feel like Peter Dinklage's skill and performances have dropped, uh, at all through the last couple seasons, but just sometimes the writing has not been there to support, his acting chops and also just like it's it's sometimes tough when it's just a lot of like Tyrion basically having to apologize for fucking up again right um it's moments it's moments like this that reminds me of like oh this is why he went on like a 10 fucking episode streak of making the list because this is just like so good performance and like just interesting character wise like just the like the struggle that is just etched on his face as he is just sitting there drinking and listening to Varys and just like it's just it's very powerful and very good and again it's just like do people not just turn the tv do they just change the channel when scenes like these are happening like where Tyrion and Varys are having these conversations and Varys is saying things like, uh, yeah, I've seen tyrants throw around words like destiny a lot and they always think they're doing the right thing. But, you know, she's kind of becoming a little, little more unhinged. Um, were people just like, they just like, were they watching the the game while these scenes are on or about that? Cause I've, I've, I've come prepared. It's not that people say that, like, well, no, people do say that. Yeah, no, people do say it. People do say that, but that's not the one that, I mean, that does bother me, but it doesn't piss me off as much as the ones that say, okay, fine. Like, they start laying down this groundwork for her to have this spiral into, Mm -hmm. into madness it's it it's just it happened too fast because people are under the impression that it's only happening in season eight. Right, right. Those people are like, yeah. Where have you been the last seven been, seasons, dude? Where have you fucking like, been? These conversations have happened in every fucking season about her. Thank every you for season. joining the class today. Jesus, dude. Yeah. It's it's that kills me. That. Yeah shot through the heart but it is too late we have beaten that drum probably enough but especially when what we 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 dance around and allude to this all the time but once it actually happens we will probably have to fully tan yeah. like fully Tangent. air air that out uh but yeah well it's, it's just like we've got I, a lot more a lot n- more new of jesus how do i speak how i don't this know work? how the words work there are a lot more of you on the YouTubes than there once was. So if you are just now seeing us, uh, 
and you feel this way, maybe, maybe start at the beginning of our show. Yeah. Or maybe just watch better. <laughs> watch us. Maybe watch better, but also watch us. Because, you know, never fear. We are very good at pointing out all the, hey, maybe keep this little tidbit, this scene in <laughs> yeah. your bonnet for later. Like, yeah. No reason, but maybe just bear this in mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway. Anyway, let's um, move on. Let's finish Those are up. fantastic scenes. Uh, obviously, the last thing we get here is the, the showdown at the gates, uh, which I, I don't have much to say about other than just like Cersei's red fit is looking fantastic. You know, I was getting so tired of the black. She looks great. Mm-hmm. Um. And yeah, this just like this this just sucks for Missande because she's a cool character and she did not deserve this. Um but I guess that's kind of this world. So that's also unfortunately kind of the role of some of these secondary characters. Yeah, true. And like that that'll happen. Um <clears throat> God man, I love me some Missande. She is yeah, but just such like yeah, just such like a likable character too. It just sucks for Truly. that to have happen. So yeah, it's right. just like such a shitty kind of anticlimactic way. Also, you know what I'm saying? It just yeah. it doesn't feel good, but it's not supposed to. You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, Danny is looking not great. She's yeah. looking real disheveled, real pale. Um, I made a real joke. Pissed. Yeah, real pissed. Well, even like during the showdown before the Missandei thing happens, there's a, there's a couple shots of like close-ups on her face where I told Amanda, I don't know that you'll get this reference, but I was like, she kind of looks like one of the Volturi right now. Yeah, uh, I have no idea what that is. They're the, did you watch the Twilight movies? No. No, you did. You never saw them. I think I watched the first one. Oh man! Well, we got to do that next on the podcast. No, we don't. We <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, do. yeah, it's four movies. I've dude. already got. I, get on my back, Spider Monkey. That's everything I need from the Twilight <laughs> movies. Anyway, there's there's an there's like an ancient order of vampires that are kind of like the, I guess, effective like uh, they just government. Go? They're like old and Roman. Or like like they live in the Vatican basically, I think. Okay. Um and yeah, they just they're they're super pale, have like white hair. Did she look she had like a, pale? Like one of those like frill neck mm-hmm. things. So like yeah, she was very pale. Like she was that that's what I was pointing out. Is like she looked like okay. shit. She was very pale and did not look great. And she yeah. looked like one of the Volturi. This is a gotcha. deep cut. I'm sorry. This is, you you went on a tangent there, my guy. I needed to explain to you. Uh, and, yeah, yeah, obviously. Yeah. Um, Probably yeah, everybody uh, again, else. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me. Again, I would just like to give shouts. Like I said, I think as things are getting more and more out of control and off the rails for Daenerys. I think Amelia Clark's acting has been a standout for me. Like it's been so good. Hmm. Uh, I agree with this. I think that's, that's about all the notes that I have. Zachy boy. Did you have anything else you need to touch on? Nope. That is, that's everything uh, for me. Yeah, that's cool. it, man. 
Well, let's do that thing that we do. It's time for Who Be Thrown In. I love that Ed is on here twice. Uh, where oh, we hey, I can't see. Your screen is frozen. Still? Yeah, it's frozen for me, so I may not be able to see this. That's um, weird. Let me try something here. Oh, wait. That... You're, yeah. Okay. okay. We're Perfect. Good. We're good. All right. Professionals. Um, professional. Professional. <laughs> Best engineer ever. Yeah. Where we last left off, uh, Aria had earned maybe the easiest, freeziest number one of all time for literally killing the Night King and stopping the entire army of the dead. Uh, we had uh, our girl Mel at two. I don't remember anything. Mel was at two with the big fire buffs. Theon was at three. Uh, how did I let you put Ed this low at four and Jorah Mormont was at five? Um, Ed can obviously come off. We only see his corpse. Same for Jorah this episode. <laughs> uh, Mel is, we don't even see her corpse, so she can definitely come off as well. Um, Mel. I'll get rid of you, Ed. Where are you? There you are, my guy. Oh, that's the wrong Ed. That's why. <laughs> now I see what's happening. <laughs> professional, professional. Uh, Theon, again, man, a lot of characters, we only see their corpses. Uh, we were shouting out the people that passed, huh? And then Arya, um, don't think she's going to make the list yeah like she doesn't have a bad episode by any means but no probably not um who do you think is gonna make the list this is a, hit, i think this might be a that. difficult episode to i to always place. think that i don't really have many in mind to position be wise really like and it's it's obviously about way more than just positioning but because there's not a lot of positioning to address in this episode i think really positioning it's it's just cersei like, like she has yeah. taken out another dragon. That's that's a big deal. That's but okay. That's she, that. I she has think about. she has no good scenes. Like her yeah. scenes are just blah. Her scenes are not. Anything, her positioning yeah. is good. Um, she's also really forced Daenerys's hand because she has taken in all the civilians. Yeah. It's a into good the plan. Castle. Uh, yeah, it is a good plan. Um. So, you know, if, if we are going to award a spot on here for positioning. for positioning, it's probably it's probably going to be Cersei. I'm not opposed to it, but let's talk about then. Let's talk about scenes. Let's like, talk about scenes and performances, because, yeah, nobody really is that okay. great positioning wise. I think Tyrion and uh, Varys scene. I and think then Sansa Tyrion and Hound. for sure has a has a very strong case to make it. I think uh, Sandor has a strong case to make it. I I might recommend, or I might, no, I mean, I would put Sansa over Sandor. Okay, well, I brought in, Sansa in up scene. too. He okay. was, yeah, he was also in my, um, she was also, again, I just, I really would have liked to have seen her reacting to the John News, um, yeah, if I'm true. being honest. True, true, true. Um, do we want to, Consider Varys. He was obviously a big part of a couple of our favorite scenes of the episode. Um, I I want to I want to consider Daenerys. 
I definitely want to consider Daenerys. It's going to be I've, tough because she just lost the dragon and yeah. had Missandei executed. But I want her in consideration because her scenes were fantastic. Her scenes were really good. I think especially her scene with, with Jon was really good. Yeah. Speaking of, I think we have to consider Jon because he also had several very, very good scenes. Yeah. And the last ones that I can think of are our brokenhearted couple of Jamie and Brienne. Mm. This might get kind of tough. Yeah, this is this is a challenging one. <clears throat> okay. Who's an absolute lock for you? Wait, hold on. I just thought of someone else. What about your boy Braun also? He kind of, positioning-wise, he kind of been doing all right. I mean, he's not doing bad. <laughs> he's not doing bad. He's not I, doing... I, I don't know, man. I think this episode is about a little bit more to me. I mean, yes, but his scene was also very good in in his defense. Next to any of the other good scenes, it's it's not. It's just not that good. All right, let's. I, I honestly could not tell you if I have a lock here. I think my lock is Sansa. Really, just for the Sandor scene? For the Sandor scene, but also, I kind of just I kind of thought of this just a second ago. She is kind of making a play by sharing Oh, John's she absolutely secret. is. That's a good point. That's that's a good point. I'm I'm definitely not opposed to Sansa. Her um, scene with Sandor is so so good, dude. Really and honestly, good. we didn't really talk about this much, but like even just the dynamic that they have in the War Council room. Yeah, um, we didn't yeah, we didn't touch on that. Really a lot. good. Um Man, she, her, it, her and Tyrion, I think. If I, I was going to say, if I had a lock, it would probably be Tyrion. Because I just, I think his, all of his scenes were very, very good. Yeah, he didn't have a bad scene at all. No. And I just think his, his, oh man. Okay. I... I think Tyrion and Sansa need to make the list. Okay. I think Jamie probably needs to make the list. Oh, man, this is tough. I'm running out of spots already. And then I was going to say Daenerys and Jon probably need to make the list, but that leaves out Brienne, who I think is very strong, Varys, who I think is very strong, and uh, you know I have a soft spot for Braun. So we're not going to consider. I don't think Cersei, Cersei makes this list. Even I ha- though she I took have out like a seven dragon. characters, I would put ahead of her personally. Okay. Okay. I, I I'm you, okay with not going for a position like for positioning placement. Right. I just I'm just stating it out loud right, so no, no. that the people I, know. The, let the record state that her killing one of Daenerys's dragons is huge and her plan is very good but this to me this episode is not about positioning it's it's such a transitional episode that it's like i want to enjoy some good character moments yeah um that's what this episode is to me by the same token i love braun i feel like he has got short shafted on these lists so many times we're not talking about previous times man we're talking about who is the standout on this episode? He did kind of stand out this episode, though. 
Okay, let's start getting some people up. He's not going to be first, regardless. No, but okay, that's the thing is, like, I don't know who's going to be first. I have no, who, do you, who do you think? Well, I think it's either Sansa or Tyrion. Okay. And I, th- I, I feel like you feel a little stronger about Tyrion. Let's go I Tyrion. Say, I, I feel stronger about, but man, I did not see this coming, putting him at number one. Well, I mean, he... he Literally every one of his scenes this episode is fantastic. They're, they're very, very good. It's fantastic. Like every single one is fantastic. What about where do you stand on John? Maybe John should be one. Because John he has... doesn't have much more than the John Danny scene. No, that's not true. The good scene with the la- the last of the Starks scene is good the one you mean the one that you just talked about being disappointed about listen i mean they cut it off i would have loved to but that's that's part of my beef with the sansa pick to be honest with you more but she has more than that than a john she has a scene with sandor and she's making a play well as john has this john has the scene with daenerys though and is not making a big very good but he is though that's the thing that's what i want to point out is that like he but his inaction he's still making a play and also if if he hadn't told them sansa can't make her play at all so you're gonna reward him for being an idiot (laughs) is what you're telling me i want to reward him for sticking to his convictions as john I'm all right if john ends up on this list he is not number one in my okay like he is far from number one I, I will shake to that. I do feel like he has to make this list, though. How do you feel about Daenerys? I feel like she also has to make this list. I I would be more apt... Man, this is wild because she's no, she lost no. the dragon. I would Daenerys be more apt cannot for her go to one. be one. Daenerys she, cannot go her, one. She was so surprising this episode. Like, like she... <sighs> I was constantly floored by her performance. I was too, but she literally lost a dragon. Like on sheer principle, we can't put her at one. Okay, I mean, I, okay, I kind of agree, but I had to make the, I had to make the case. <laughs> but I, as I will shake to putting her at two though, and I didn't think I would say that. I'd put her at two. She was honestly so good. Like the Gendry thing was masterful. Oh yeah. Like all of her scenes, I was fully invested in. Pick number three, my lord. (laughs) Man, how did we come to this? How did it come? This is like the uh, the what's his name, King King Theoden speech. How has it come to this? Uh, Very good, very good, Scott. Daenerys, it too. Wow. Um. Sansa did three. not see that coming. You think Sansa next? Sansa three, John four, Braun five. I'm. I feel more strongly about John at three, but I'll. I'll. I'll allow it. I don't think you're on board the John train like I am. Uh. Now this is extremely tough. Okay, so for the audio listeners. We have placed Tyrion at one, Daenerys at two, Sansa at three, Jon at four, and in the running for five, we have Jaime, Varys, Brienne, Bronn, and Sandor, who honestly, I think, all legitimately de- deserve a spot. This is just kind of be a tough week for 
good scenes and good performances. I think my first cut would be Brienne. Thoughts? <laughs> yeah, I... Her stuff is good, but in her scenes, to me, she's not the one that's like... Yeah. That's true. Crushing, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. Uh, I think the next one I would lose would be The Hound just because... He's great, and he's the Hound, but there's not enough to outweigh. Well, that and also, uh, seventy percent of his good scenes are the one with Sansa, and Sansa's already up there. No, that's true. I mean, I really did. We didn't talk about it a ton, but I did really enjoy his small, like the interaction him and Arya had as they were writing out was just very. It was good. good. It was good, but even then, that was kind of a little bit more Arya, in my opinion. But whatever. Yeah. I can, yeah, Ferris was. I I would feel, will feel terrible about cutting any one of these or all of these three. For those listening, we have remaining Jamie, Varys, and Braun. All three of these, I would feel terrible about not making. Can this. I maybe position something here? Um, is it moving John off the list? No. Oh, okay. Uh. I mean, I'm okay if John's not on the list. <laughs> Come to think of it. What I was going to say is that of the three that we have left, Jamie's scenes may not have been as like incredible scenes, but they certainly caused the most like discussion, discussion. and intrigue yeah. and they did. Honestly, like that's a lot of the fun and that's a lot of what I like it it stoked the most emotion because we're like trying to understand how we feel about this and I think that that's that's a product of good art this is very true and I that's that's my main feeling towards him as well uh I think this is gonna sound strange but like nothing he did in those scenes like blew me away from a performance perspective but i think that's not fair because i think it's just i have come to expect such a consistent level of excellence from from nikolai coster waldo that i'm just like oh yeah it's just yeah that's what he does yeah so that's kind of my one that's not even a fair hiccup but like all right, I think we can lose Varys of these three. Varys's scenes are also are also Tyrion's scenes, and Tyrion's got a That's, high spot on this. Tyrion is the one that impressed me more in their scene. Like, listen, the Varys Tyrion dynamic is fantastic, and we always love it. But Tyrion is the one that I think about more coming out of those scenes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And again, it pains me to cut any of these, but I think we can lose. Okay. Okay. This is very hard for me because, and I know you don't like this argument, but it's like Braun does not get the shine that he deserves. And Jamie does all the time. And I think Braun's scene was spectacular and just so Braun and so true to who he was. And it was one of the few, well, not the few, but like, the biggest moment of levity me, in this scene, in this episode, I mean. There. Let me just cut you off there. Okay. 
if that is you lobbying for Braun, because inside you've made your decision. No, I'm okay. I no, 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 listen to me. I'm okay with that because it was kind of my idea to have Danny that high, also having Sansa that high, and you've conceded to both of those. I'm okay with Braun being fine. I, for me, Braun, Braun's not it this episode. Braun's fun and fine, but he's not compelling this episode, in my opinion. And you are correct that he has been shafted in other episodes, but we're not talking about other episodes. This is season eight, episode four, Who Be Thrown In. Okay. Because, no, this is not me leaning one way or the other. I am genuinely super torn between these two. Okay. Do we lose John and put both Jamie and tell Ron me on the list? tell me why John's on the list again? I mainly just because of his phenomenal scene with Daenerys, and because uh, he's an idiot and told. All right, you know what? You're you're kind of right. We're losing John. John was your pick, man. <laughs> I felt strongly about John for oh, a moment. Oh, you feel stronger about Braun. Look at you putting him at four. No, without even is, saying shit. This isn't. This isn't a. This is just Braun needs to catch up on points. Move is all <laughs> that is. <laughs> Because Braun's down with the leg. I haven't checked it in a minute, but last I made time, I made a rant with it. Braun was like hanging out with like fucking, uh, I can't even remember, like Brienne and like, uh, what's, uh, oh, shit. Gilly now after being <laughs> yeah. first price. Now Gilly's <laughs> leading everyone. Uh, what's the, why can't I think of the, the bad warden of the north, the dude that his son killed him. Ramsey? Oh, Rant, no. Oh, uh, Roos. Roos. He's like hanging out in like Roos territory, and I'm like, Braun deserves better than this. All right, fair. Okay. Uh, I don't know how I flip-flopped on John so badly because I felt like there for a moment I felt so strongly about him, <laughs> and then I just didn't all of a sudden. But hey, listen, that's how that goes. For the final tally, we have Jamie at five. Uh, Braun at four, Sansa at three, Daenerys at two, and Tyrion at one. Tyrion at one, baby. Tyrion has not sniffed a one. Uh, now I actually want to check real quick. In a in very so very long, long time, probably let since me, season four. If let me see if I have that readily available. Uh, let's see first. Tyrion, 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 Tyrion. While Scott Tyrion. is getting the information, let me remind all of you guys listening and watching that you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at oh We Don't God. Want a Pod. Uh, and if you're new here, consider subscribing. Click the notification bell so you can keep up to date when all of our new episodes come out. Uh, and stick around because we've got a lot more fun stuff coming after Game of Thrones. Uh, so be sure to hang around. Scotty. When was you the last time Tyrion was on? Absolutely correct. It was in fact season four. It has been over thirty episodes. It was season four, episode eight, which is the Mountain and the Viper. Uh, he, despite losing his trial by combat, <laughs> he had, he was the number one spot. Uh, that is fucking wild. That has been a long time. Our boy was on a drought. Yeah. Um, but there he is, number He's one. Due. He's due. He was due. He was due. Scott, what are you rating this episode, bud? Ooh, that's a good question. As 
usual, as we kind of do, I feel like I felt more positive about this episode as we talked about it. Um, I'm going to give it a solid 7-5. I kind of wasn't you. perfect, but there was a lot of stuff I liked. I kind of hate you because I was thinking it was a 6-5, maybe 7. Wow. Until we started talking we about started it. We started talking about it. And I was like, it. there's so much richness in this episode. And it's just buried deep in there in the weird fucking haze that is yes. over season eight. I uh, I think, and a lot of it is is the first like two thirds. I think the negative energy I have coming out of this episode was because the last third isn't great. But the first like two thirds is honestly incredible, phenomenal. You know what? I think I might go back down to seven. Okay. From seven Fair five. Enough. And I'll tell you why. I just want to share this here now. Despite how truly, genuinely mean this, blown away I was at how I think this episode made me feel, which that's what we're all here for, mm, right? I'm just, I'm, I'm just trying to feel something. <laughs> I, True. I, I keep telling my therapist this. <laughs> I just need to feel something. It's like uh, uh, my whole thing is like <laughs> if I can feel something, I become a real boy. You know, yeah. like I won't be a machine anymore. Um, there are flaws, and it's easy okay. for us to glaze over them because we did like so much about this episode. But objectively speaking, an episode that feels like it's two episodes and kind of cuts awkwardly is not great. That's not sure. really a good sign. Um, and you take less issue with this than I did, but I do a, a mechanical issue as blatantly wrong and or bad of the whole dragon uh, thing, dragon thing. And also you called this out, like just unable to hit Drogon. Like it's just annoying. Yeah. Um, so those do stick out as pretty big sore thumbs to me. So I think. Man, I think yeah, I think I'm gonna go. I think I'm gonna go seven. I I was up to seven point five. I was even considering eight, but I think I'm gonna go seven. Okay. Yeah. All right. Seven and seven point five. That is gonna do it for us, Zachy boy. Take us out. I already told you guys all the fun things. Go hit Shit. us up on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, we appreciate you guys so much for listening and watching. And uh, man, I am excited to wrap this story up and uh, and get Close. to some some other fun stuff that we can talk about with Game of Thrones and other series. Uh, so yeah, we're looking forward to that with you guys. We'll see you guys next time. Thank you. Bye.